Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm. Well, wherever it is you get podcasts from, we appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, uh, Robbie. If Brupolo was in Sapa. That would be a little weird. Yeah. No one, no one, no one thinks that that's going to be there. I'm just saying. So, Sapa is um it's down the road from you. Sapa's in Webster County, right? Yes. Yeah, it's just down the road from you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I went Webster County today. Down down uh on eighty two. What's off of eighty two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see here. I'm going to pull that map back up I was just looking at here. Sapa is between Matheson and Eupora. That's right. So, there you go. I drive through there time to time. I believe it. Wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, it's just a click away. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com makes a great gift for anybody in your, your house that's a coffee lover this holiday season. And don't forget, with every purchase, you support the Bulldog Initiative. Speaking of the Bulldog Initiative, our friends at Pip Printing, they have made it so easy for you to do some great things for your own business and to help out the Bulldog Initiative. Pip Printing has been you know, working in this state now for 30-plus years, and whatever you need to help advertise your business, they can help you with that. They've got envelopes, forms, banners, window and wall graphics, three-dimensional signage. They've got everything that a business needs to get its message out there. And they are MSU owned and operated. Camden Baker is the uh, the uh, the owner there, and he is. I mean, this is the number I give you at the end. Of, that's his number, man. We talk about service. You talk about. I've given you the owner's phone number. He's like, text me directly, call me directly, and I'll get you taken care of. And remember, when you when you deal with Pip Printing and you you place your order, you just say, "Hey, I heard about this on Thunder Lightning. Hey, I wanted to. I heard you helped the Bulldog Initiative. Boom." a percentage of your sale goes right to the Bulldog Initiative with your name on it. That's money you're spending on your business anyway, and now you can help the Bulldog Initiative. That is a great deal. Call Pip Printing today, 601-499-5216, or you can visit them online at pipridgeland.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for this holiday season. If you've got a Bulldog in the family and you want to put something under the tree for them, then you need to go to College Corner because they've got the biggest and best selection of Mississippi State merchandise in central Mississippi. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you, originally by Fleet Feet, flowed by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. 
Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant for lunch, for dinner, for Sunday brunch. The best meal in town is at Restaurant Tyler. Speaking of Restaurant Tyler, Robbie, I do believe I'm owed a dinner. Uh, well, perhaps I should uh, be cashing in on that very soon. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll get to go this year, even though I didn't get to go last year when I wanted to go there. How dare you? I, I, I said we could go another time. You you chose. You Well, I had already not, driven 30 minutes from my not, house. Not Brian Haydad. Brian Haydad didn't choose that. I'm not blaming you for it. You were you were up for it. We were gonna go. They they'd shut down for the holidays or something. Yeah. And we weren't able to go. So But th- this time you'll get to go and get to pay. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't I don't mind as long as I get to eat Restaurant Tyler. Well, let's do it. We'll do it soon at Restaurant Tyler. Uh, 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi. That means there's one near you if you live in Central Mississippi. And you want to talk about starting an account and starting a financial relationship that's going to benefit you for years to come. That's what we're talking about with Priority One Bank. They've been helping out Central Mississippi for years. And that's why they were uh, recently voted the best place to work in the state of Mississippi. I mean, that's, that's pretty high praise when you think about it. So if you are looking for a, a, a bank that shares small-town values with big-time customer service and big-time financial backing, you've got it with Priority One. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Robbie, today was a, uh, a day. You know that Snoop Dogg uh, meme? The who? That's how I felt today when Mississippi State announced, or not Mississippi State, but but when Ross Dellinger tweeted. By the way, as as you saw it again, Ross Dellinger tweets it, and then I tweet it. Uh, Coleman Hutzler is the new defensive coordinator for Mississippi State. He comes to Mississippi State from Alabama. Uh, he was their outside linebackers coach and their special teams coordinator this past season. Uh, has coached at a lot of different places, including South Carolina, Texas, and Ole Miss. So he's, he's, he's an experienced guy. He's been around. Was the defensive coordinator at Texas in 2020, or the co-defensive coordinator, I should say. Um, has been more of a career special teams coordinator, but he will get the uh, the big job here at Mississippi State. We, we've talked in the past, the past weeks about how it, it's it's getting tougher and tougher to get information out of the Bryan building. They, they, are, they are really locking it down. This is a guy that literally nobody was talking about literally nobody had this guy on any list on any hot boards or anything like that it it really came out of nowhere and it came on a day on wednesday where there was a lot of smoke that a deal was going to be struck with texas a&m defensive coordinator dj durkin instead it's hutzler just your 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 initial thoughts on this on this hire robbie i want to give you mine though I, I once when i saw who it was i immediately reached out to john talty who covers alabama for 24 7 and I was like, hey, what do you know about this guy? He's like, never talk to him. It's like, <laughs> great. Saban's policy of not letting his assistants talk is biting me in the butt right now. Yeah. I, I'm going to wait and see how this transpires. Yeah. Um, if he is solely the defensive coordinator, it is an extremely questionable hire for a first-time head coach. Uh, to hire a linebacker coach. And let me preface this by saying there's been a lot of assistant coaches at Alabama that have gone from position coaches to defensive coordinators and been really successful. 
So anybody saying this is not going to, this isn't going to be a good hire in the future or this guy ain't going to work doesn't know. We, we have no idea what this guy is going to do. But the problem is you just hired a first-time head coach and you're pairing him. You feel like you're going to be good on offense, but you're pairing him with a first-time defensive coordinator if that's how this works out. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is dangerous to have two guys that have never been running their side of the ball, or at least, well, being a head coach and then running running a, a side of the ball. You just had that. And, and we saw that worked out. So that's, to me, is a little problematic and very questionable. And if the rest of this defensive staff is what it's supposed to be with the defensive backs coach or the cornerbacks coach, why did you let go of uh, uh, McBath? Mm-hmm. I, I don't see this guy as an upgrade to Darcel McBath. should have just kept him on the board if you are going to do that, the guy from Indiana. Um, you know, I just – I don't know. It, it, I, the message board and social media is just out of control. It's absolutely insane. I can barely even look at it. It's just – it's gross. And, you know, it's hard to be, you know, upset at the fans because everybody thought that Mississippi State was about to hire DJ Durkin or – Tom Allen or somebody with experience, and you went out and got a position coach, if that's how this works out. And that is why people are so pissed off right now. Mm-hmm. And it's made the message boards absolutely unreadable and intolerable and all that. But you're seeing the results of expectations being built up to be something that it's not going to be. And add in the fact that you don't really have a whole lot of smoke around a quarterback right now. And you know, you do have some excitement this weekend, but there's just a lot of like unknowns right now and negativity, and like people are just kind of venting about it all. That Mississippi State Mississippi. Needs, needs a win, and they, they're just they're, yeah. they're not getting wins right now. Um, one thing I, I do want to say, and I, this is not to take a shot at you by any stretch of imagination, because I thought the same thing. But I will never again uh, buy into the idea that Mississippi State's going about to drop big money on assistant coaches. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the, with that conversation ever again in this life. Yeah, whenever you say, whenever you know Jeff Levy says we're going to have hired a, a, an elite staff, you know we talk about he's got all these connections. Mississippi State's paying him like just over four million, so they got money. When you say all that stuff and you deliver with guys that aren't even coaching their um, you know, the position that you hire hire them for, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of falling on deaf ears a little bit. Yeah. yeah. They're not delivering. They're not delivering. Yeah. I mean, Levy, he stood up there and when he was on his first press conference and talked about, especially this defensive coordinator position, he wanted an experienced guy. He wanted a guy who he said who had, who had been up there and had done it before. He said that he thought that was the most important thing. And now you've got a guy who's, I mean, he's been, he has done it before once. In one one seat, one COVID shortened season, as a co coordinator, as a co coordinator, yeah, it's just it's just not it's just not what was advertised uh, with Jeff. Well, and you and you, you and, hit on it. You, you know, he talked about having this deep well of connections and all that. And, and in reality, I mean, this is not there's there's not a single the most exciting hire on the staff was bringing back Bumpus and Turner. Yeah, but one thing that. We have to think about too is where was 
this guy in the pecking order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one thing to say it, and I have a extremely, extremely hard time believing that his first call was to this guy. You know, we're a week since he was hired as the head coach, and all of his offensive staff was hired. Something happened to delay this defensive coordinator search. And whether it be the whole hang-up with DJ Durkin's financials or whatever that was at Texas A&M or just flat-out just missing on guys that he was going after, I don't know. But I don't think that this was his first choice. Right. And maybe not second, third, or fourth either. I think that this was probably a guy that was down the list a little bit. And he went with him because, you know, he has his connections with him. He coached with him at Ole Miss. And that that's kind of how that came about. You get you offer a guy a title to be defensive coordinator. He, he'll leave a place like Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I've, the, the reaction from Alabama fans are a little mixed. Mm-hmm. And you, so you have to take those with a grain of salt sometimes because a lot of people use sour grapes when somebody leaves their staff. Yeah. This guy wasn't good anyway, things like that. But the vast majority of Bama people that I've seen and a couple that I've talked to that have covered him say that he is an excellent recruiter. And he's – and look, I, I see this too all the time. Well, he was recruiting to Alabama. We right. said to win right. battles against – Georgia, Ohio State, mm-hmm. Texas A&M, people with a lot of money, people with a lot of recruiting prowess, he still had to win those battles. He knows how to win battles in this league in recruiting. And we're not just going to ignore the fact he was at South Carolina and Ole Miss and recruited well there too. So the the gist of it is he recruits pretty well. and He's done a good job recruiting. He was an excellent special teams coordinator. He seems to have been a pretty good linebackers coach as well. So, and Nick Saban is not going to hire him on his staff if he's not a good coach. Right. That's that's not going to happen. Nick Saban's going to hire guys that are good coaches. Does he does good background work on him, and he hires guys that know what they're doing. So you're not bringing in a guy that is completely clueless about the defensive side of the ball. He knows the defense. We've seen in the past that Nick Saban has had a really good eye for talent in the coaching ranks and guys that project well to be leaders on a coaching staff, whether it be as an offensive or defensive coordinator or as a head coach. So in that regard, I feel I'll play devil's advocate there and say this guy has the potential. He has the potential to be a good defensive coordinator. Uh, Tosh LaPoy – uh, Mario Cristobal, um, Jeremy Pruitt became a really good defensive coordinator. Um, who else has been on his staff that's made the move? Pete Golding uh, has what's been that guy's solid. Name? Uh, Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart, obviously, but that's a that's from DC to head coach. I was yeah, thinking, I, position, I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I was thinking I'll, position coach to coordinator or on either Mel side Tucker, of the ball or Mel head Tucker coach. with him. Uh. Is that, yeah, I think I know he was. He was with, I know he was with Kirby. I don't know if he was with with uh, uh what you call Much Champ, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, the coaching tree is solid. There's no question. Yeah, so I mean, this guy, it's just like Levy to me. It's not. It's not the fact that I don't think this guy can be good. 
I don't think the ceiling's pretty high on him. It's just the fact that it's a risk. And you didn't need to take a risk on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. You got a head coach that has never been a head coach, and you now you have a defensive coordinator that's never been a true defensive coordinator. So that, to me, is the biggest concern here. Not that this guy has has no potential. It's that he hasn't proven it yet. Yeah. And you needed somebody, that I think, that had proven it. State needed somebody on this staff that had some some legit chops as a well-known assistant coach. They needed somebody. I mean, the, yeah. the, again, the, the, the most experienced guy on this staff is David Turner right now. I mean that's that's the guy who you know you talk about you got to fall back to it's it's David Turner, um, so I mean if nothing else it, it appears to be a pretty young staff so maybe that's you know they'll 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 come in hungry for success that that that's a possibility it's, it's definitely not a uh, a probability or anything like that but it, it's definitely very fair to 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 scratch your head a little bit if you're a Mississippi State fan you're looking at the staff you're going I, I'm not I'm not overly excited you're not you're not wrong for that you're not wrong you don't need to to think that you're not in the right to to look at this and go I'm not quite sure what what's what's going on here because I, quite honestly I don't think Robbie would agree I'm not quite sure what's going on here either so very interesting hire for Mississippi I think um, the pressure to me is on recruiting yeah. That these guys have got to go out and land really good talent. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing I've said on the defensive side of the ball I'm not as concerned about this as I would be on the offense. Mm-hmm. I think Mississippi State can have a little bit of an unproven guy there. I think State can have a guy that's not an elite defensive coordinator and field a pretty good defense. And let's be honest, if your offense is going to be what Jeff Lebby has been as an offensive guy, and let's say they average, you know, 35 to 38 points, and they average 450 yards or 500 yards, and consistently you're scoring anywhere from 35 to 45 points a game, the defense doesn't have to be elite. The defense doesn't have to go out there and hold a team to 15 points a game. I mean, it would certainly be great, but that's that's the side of the ball that Mississippi State has recruited well. They've had they've had really good players on the side of the ball. It's overcome some um, you know subpar coaching, some guys that aren't elite. And if the, if this guy is just okay as a defensive coordinator, Mississippi State, I think is going to be fine. So the, the the key to me though is going out there and getting guys up front in the secondary at linebacker that are going to be able to kind of impose their will a little bit. Uh, that can offset coaching in a big way to have really good talent on the field. But so far we haven't seen you know a mass of talent in here for Mississippi State the last couple of classes. Right. They got to go out and get some transfer portal guys on the front and the back end that are going to make a difference. And that's going to make me feel a lot better about this coaching hire if they're able to do that. They got a lot of work to do. And you mentioned recruiting. You know, we talked a little bit about recruiting. By the way, our streak continues on recruiting. All we got to do is talk about, hey, it looks like things are going to go, are going okay. Boom. Instant bad news. Instant bad news. The same day, bad news. Every time. So. About what? 
Uh, we 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 the Deion now Deion Smith we knew we knew he was going to Ole Miss, but it, the fact that it happened before we even got to upload the pod was funny to me. Well, it would have been it would have been bad had mm-hmm. we come out and said, you know, I think State's making some headway. Making some headway, yeah, we didn't say. But that. instead, I, instead I came out and said, I'm not buying this. I yeah. don't think he's coming to Mississippi State. And then you have the Maddox kid today uh, canceling his visits to Mississippi State. He'll 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 stay with Texas A and M. So you let Josh Flowers go. And you know you think you got a chance to get these other two guys. Now all your eggs are in this this one kid's basket, uh, Michael Van Buren. You better get him, otherwise. Yeah, but I I don't think they needed two guys anyway out of high school. I guess I I guess there's the good news for state is on this. You know what? Let, let's 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 continue this conversation after the ad break here. Let's let's move on into that. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind that beef, it's what's for dinner. When you are firing up the grill, nothing beats the sizzle of beef. Everybody loves a great steak or a burger on the grill. And of course, this time of year, when it's when it's still nice and cool and crisp outside, that's a great time to be grilling. So, get them going this weekend. Fire up the grill and put some beef on there. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends of the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. Just as simple, guys. If somebody comes into this town, and they're like, "Hey, hey, Dad, I'm going to be in Starkville. Where should I go eat?" I always say Two Brothers. It's it just every time because the food is outstanding, the people are great, and it's just a, it's a cool location too, right there in the middle of the Cotton District, big patio outside. What's not to like? So, if you want to enjoy some great food that you can't get anywhere else, it's smoked Southern Soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats, and it is also a Bulldog Initiative supporting business. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it now for 49 years. 49 years. That's a long time to be doing anything. Hopefully a long time to stay in business. And you can only do that when you take care of your customers the right way. They do that at Advantage Business Systems. So if you need technology for your business, give them a call. And then if you need service on something they've sold you, you're calling the same people back. And you're, you're talking to somebody in the state of Mississippi and a lot of times they can solve your problem the exact same day because they're in Mississippi just like you. No 1-800 numbers, no call centers, no out-of-state technicians, just Mississippi people. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Rogues Collegiate Collection, that is where your next polo or pullover needs to come from. Great styles and name brands, the logos that you want, If you don't want to have to wear a Mississippi State polo with three colors on two different sleeves and a giant banner M in the middle of it, and then it's time to look at the collegiate collection at the Rogue. So shop at the Rogue in Jackson, or you can look online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. What I was going to say is this. Tell me if I'm wrong, but at the end of all this quarterback recruiting, there's a fail-safe, right? At the end of this... Levy can just offer Trey Petty and flip him, right? I don't know if it's going to be that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's pretty happy with Illinois. He's about to enroll there early. but and, and I don't know how interested they are in Trey Petty either. They haven't really shown any interest to this point. My, my, I, I think they, I think they feel I'm really – to make is, though, it's like if they miss out on enough guys, they can always go, go get Trey Petty. I, I just don't know if it's going to be that easy. Okay, to be that's honest with that's you. What I'm asking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, they feel really good though about Michael Van Buren. Yes, 
So, you know, the best case scenario is he comes in this weekend, you get him on board. I don't think they make the move that they do this week with Flowers mm-hmm. without feeling really good about the direction of where this is headed with Van Buren. Mm-hmm. But I, I just – I think that they've kind of shifted – this staff shifted towards getting two portal quarterbacks – and that includes, a, you know, probably a graduate guy mm-hmm. and then a guy that might have, you know, three years or so. And then getting a high school guy as well. And I think that pretty much covers you. I mean, you have – right now you have, um, you know, Chris Parsons mm-hmm. already on campus. Mm-hmm. And Mike Wright doesn't appear to be going anywhere. Right. Even if he goes down the board a little bit. Right. So – you pick up Van Buren, you pick up two portal guys. You got what five guys at that point? Yeah, in the room. I mean, that's plenty. And then Kamario Taylor next year, right? Right, and then you know you go from there. What about this transfer quarterback, the Dylan Gabriel? I feel like it's every day we're just getting closer to him saying he's going to Oregon. You know, uh, where, where do you think the Bulldogs are going to look next for for a transfer quarterback? If Gabriel's obviously. He's obviously the first choice. Once he's off the board, where do they look? Yeah, you know, I I think every day that he doesn't commit is actually good for Mississippi State. If you can somehow convince him to come to visit, you're in the game, obviously. But I just have my doubts. I've had my doubts on that this week. Um, But they're they're not just putting all their eggs in that basket. They've – I know that they've reached out to – um, Daquan Finn from Toledo, I, I think Chandler Rogers as well from North Texas, and Very um, intriguing he, prospect right there. He is. I, I like him. I like him in this offense. The potential there. Also, Kyle McCord from Ohio State is a possibility. Those are the three guys that I've heard lately. Uh, I think it was reported Grayson McCall too, but I don't. I don't really know state's chances on that. So. They've got some options right now, um, and they'll probably only grow considering the guys that continue to jump into the portal. They should be able to land at least one good quarterback, I would think, with all the options they have right. and selling Jeff Levy's offense, too, to these guys as well. And Mississippi State's got money uh, to offer, too, in the in the uh, Bulldog Initiative. Yeah. Yeah, talk, talk, I saw Charlie um... – was saying that this this campaign they've just put together the winning drive campaign of almost four million dollars raised by by Mississippi State just from this one campaign and going into the campaign they were in, they were they felt like they were a pretty good spot as it is so I I mean I have to assume Mississippi State if they're not above ten million in in NIL funds they're probably very very close to it but I I have to think they're above that at this point so. That's that's what and going back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier there Robbie it's like. It feels like I don't know if powder keg is the right word, but it feels like states on the verge of some good things happening, right? You, so, so you've yeah. got some recruits that that look like they're leaning your way. It looks like Stonka Burnside is going to get back in the boat. Daniel Hill is going to come for a visit, after all. And this guy you just hired, Hutzler, is his recruiter at Alabama. So you've got some some leverage there as well. Um, you mentioned Michael Van Buren. I mean, I think that would be pretty big. You're basically flipping this kid from Oregon. Uh, four-star quarterback, so that's that's good news there. 
but it needs to start happening. State state right now, just somebody needs to jump in the boat. Something good needs to happen for Mississippi State. I feel like once you get like the first domino to fall, you'll you'll get you'll get a bunch to go that way pretty quickly. But it, we're still waiting on that first one. Right. That that's kind of the thing. I mean, everybody's talking about how you know doom and gloom everything is right now. Believe me, I'm. You know, me and Haydad are are negative Nancys all the time, right. but. I mean, we've been talking all week about the guys coming in this weekend. San Francisco McGee, mm-hmm. Stonka Burnside, the center from uh, North Texas, um, Van Buren. I mean, let's just let's wait and see. Let's let's see if they can get some momentum built here. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, there there is a possibility that things really start moving downhill now for Mississippi State. And on top of that, they just now are getting this defensive staff put into place. Yeah. And whether or not you agree with the defensive hires or not, you know, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. And believe me, there's certainly some um, question marks there. Mm-hmm. But these guys haven't even had a chance to really start diving in on the defensive side of the ball yet. David Turner's been the guy basically handling all the defensive recruiting at this point. So let's see what they can do. We're talking a lot about the offensive side of the ball. Let's see what the defensive guys can do and what they can cook up here in the coming weeks. But I, I think you're going to see, and I, I've thought this for a while too, that you know early on it would be more negative for Mississippi State after this hire was made. Mm-hmm. There would be transfers out. Mm-hmm. There would be you know other people that were – that were getting wins over Mississippi State, but I, I really believe that things will pick up here very shortly. Uh, there's already been a lot of progress made with this staff on the offensive side of the ball. I think there's a lot of um, opportunity for players in the transfer portal here as well. So, ton of offers being thrown around. Let's see who they can get to campus. Who are who are the defensive targets right now? I mean. It feels like we keep talking about Stonka and we're talking about Michael Van Buren and we're talking about Daniel Hill, who I think would come in as the running back in this class. Who is State targeting defensively, unless they're talking about guys they want to flip? Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. is, yeah. There's been no movement on the defensive side of the ball because there hadn't been a hire. Mm-hmm. That's why I think as, you know, as early as today while we're recording this, you'll start to see some names pop up that we haven't talked about because – Mm-hmm. You don't really know who's connected to who. You know, like, right. I, I'm thinking about, you know, some of these guys that could have been, you know, borderline Alabama guys that they couldn't take that Hutzler could probably be involved with. Like, who who could that be? We, we just don't know right now. Right. I, I think that we have every – all these guys on the offensive side of the ball have emerged – because this entire coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball has been in place. Mm-hmm. David Turner doesn't, you know, he's been having to run things. He doesn't make all the calls on the defensive side of the ball. So I, I think we're really going to start to see that heat up here in the coming days. And I imagine we will see some, um, uh, you know, Juco guys pop in. They'll, they'll probably go after some Juco players, portal guys. There's going to be a lot of those. You mentioned the portal. The big news yesterday, obviously, Xavion Thomas entering the transfer portal. If you've been listening to this podcast, if you've been reading Robbie Falk's columns, we were kind of leading you here. 
that you know we talked about hey some guys are going to jump in the portal and when they go it's best just to say goodbye and that is probably going to be the case here for Xavion Thomas could he return to Mississippi <clears throat> State would he be welcomed if he wanted to come back yes he would but in all likelihood he, he has played his last snap uh, for Mississippi State at Davis Wade Stadium um, and if he goes to LSU won't ever see him again because he's State's not playing LSU these next two years so no surprise there, there, Robbie, but it does sort of lead to you a question like they're going to get some transfer wide receivers too, right? Because right now they they are that's that's a position group that is that, that's not that's not good. That's not a good group right now. I mean, I like the potential of Creed Whittemore, and I know Robinson and Mosley are you know have shown some flashes, but they've got to get some 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 proven production there uh, at the receiver position. Yeah, yeah, I completely uh, expect that room to be overhauled a good bit. Um, you know, one of the guys they went, they're already actors, um, Louisiana tech wide receiver, Cyrus Allen, mm-hmm. and, um, have, have contacted several more and offered several more. Now the key is getting them to campus and, and getting them, getting them on visits, but you're going to be able to sell this offense to wide receivers. Mm-hmm. This guy's coached some good wide receivers. That he's he's gotten wide receivers to football, and look what they did with Elijah Moore at Ole Miss. So, yeah. um, you know th- they're going to be able to sell it, and I, I expect a lot of those names to really be really pick up some steam. And also, I mean, look at the wide receiver class they could potentially bring in out of high school. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about three or four four star wide receivers. Yeah. So the the talent. I think is really gonna gonna grow for that group. Do we ever get an, a reason why Will Shepard, the Vanderbilt wide receiver, used Davis Wade Stadium on his transfer portal graphic? Is is he leaning towards Mississippi State? That would be a great pickup for State. He so it was funny the other night. Um, I was I'm sorry, I was looking at this Jeff Lebby tweet. It's just like a, uh, is, it, is it a commit video? I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't watch it right this second because I'm on. I'm. I'm on with you. I don't want to just you know put. A big it's, a, it's hashtag Showtime. See that? Yeah. I'll, I'll look okay. at it as soon as we get done talking. Okay. Um, That'd be interesting. Um, so, well, do we need to look at it? Because if it's a commitment, we need to talk. Let's look at it. We'll look at it together here. All right. I'm gonna, it's I'm, just a. It's it's just like a video of the crowd stuff, but it says that, Showtime that, at Davis Way. Is that his? It could be his commit thing. So, this is so exciting, Brian. We have the—that's the best thing about a new coach—is you get to see what they do when commitments are made because we didn't see one for so long under um, Zach Arnett. Yeah. Um. So anyway, the that was so strange that graphic. And the other day when we were recording, mm-hmm. I was looking at it. Because somebody had mentioned something about it, I was like, "Sure enough, that is Mississippi State's field." And he came out and said, "Like, hey, sorry, it was an accident." But like, how does that happen? That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> like, like what, that was so random. Stadium, and that was the first one that came up. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, wasn't it the Hayes Fawcett kid? That yeah, did that? That's, that's the guy who makes all the uh, the graphics. Who, who works for? Uh, he works for that um, that on three website. I keep talking. About. Uh, that's right. And um, uh, as we speak, yeah. Pittsburgh, a Pittsburgh linebacker was just offered by Mississippi State. So we'll see where it goes. All right. Uh, Tomorrow's show, maybe some more recruiting, maybe some more coaching stuff to talk about. 
Uh, I got to figure now that they have the uh, defensive coordinator in place, the rest of the staff will come together pretty quickly. Uh, plus, we'll, uh, we'll look ahead to a Saturday's uh, basketball game, Mississippi State Tulane. It's a good game for State. Uh, Tulane sixty six in the net. They need to get back on the uh, the winning side of things. So we'll see. If, talk about the Bulldogs and, and if they can do that. Guys, have a great Thursday. We'll be back with you on uh, Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.